and I've tried the sit out method and do nothing and ice it. And the last time it happened, it was, I did the complete opposite and I was back so much quicker. It was ridiculous. Like half the time, basically touching my toes was painful. So I would just like touch my knees and stand up and touch my knees and stand up and touch my shins and stand up and deadlifting weight was too much. So I was basically deadlifting like markers, like basically, again, just reaching for the floor and standing up, deadlifting 15 pound kettlebell. So people just get the wrong idea. They're just on and off too much. So if we have a back injury, people think, oh, I got to rest till I feel better. I'm like, no, you, you got to move and, and, and move and strengthen it back up till you kind of get back to where you were. But we got to start you got to start from zero pounds, move to one, two, five, 10, 15 pounds. You got to slowly build it back. I, I can just promise you icing and doing nothing is just killing your recovery. Hello everyone. And welcome to the stronger, healthier, happier podcast. We are very excited to have you with us and thrilled to have the opportunity to improve together. We believe that by paying close attention to our mindset, movement, sleep, stress, nutrition, and network, that we can create the life we were intended to live. Here is to a stronger, healthier, happier you. Hey guys, welcome back to the Stronger, Healthier, Happier podcast. We are, this is our 26th episode. We're a year in. Is it, are we officially past a year? I think so. Because I think we're a little bit behind. <laughs> we, we made a post that we've hit our one-year anniversary. So we are, um, yeah, we are one year into this, guys. And if you're still listening, um, yeah, then we can't thank you enough. Um, shortly after actually our last episode, we received a email badge from, from Podbean, um, which is our podcast host website. And that we've received 5,000 downloads, which is about 4,922 more. Than we ever thought. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So one year, guys, this is episode 26. We are kind of a slow and steady podcast. We we like to roll every two weeks or push it to three or four just to keep you guys on your toes. Um, But yeah, it's been a great year. We, I remember when we kind of first had this idea. And I think I just said to you one day, I think we should start a podcast. And then a week later, we kind of got rolling. We botched the first episode yeah, hardcore. Delete. <laughs> delete. <laughs> um, but we stuck with it, guys. And um, honestly, every time someone says, hey, I listened to your last episode and thought it was great. Um, it feels good because we don't entirely know what we're doing, but we are just glad that people like tuning in and we like hearing from our listeners um, in person when we see you guys at the gym. And we love hearing from our listeners when they reach out to us randomly on social media. Yeah. We got just the most wonderful message ever from someone. Should I read it? Sure. No name. I'm not a member, but I stumbled upon your podcast one day and just wanted to reach out and say that I really enjoy it. I've really been focusing on my health lately and your podcast has been so helpful to me, mainly because out of all the podcasts I listen to, you guys are the most relatable. That's a very nice compliment. Yeah, it is. 
Maybe it's because I'm a proud Brandon girl, born and raised, but I find that I really connect with you too. I've been staying on track really well. And if I ever feel like I need a little extra motivation or advice, I'm definitely going to come to you guys first. I just want to tell you that your podcast has really helped me in my journey so far, and that it's probably helping more people than you realize. Thank you for putting out great episodes and for always remaining down to earth and relatable. I hope everything is going well with the lifted restrictions. And that was just the sweetest message. Makes yeah. me want to cry. <laughs> that was really nice. And I think the message, um, I'd like to say thank you to that person. I said thank you through Instagram. But if you're listening to this, um, an extra big thank you because that really made our day. And we still often are, ask ourselves, do you think anyone's listening? <laughs> Other than our and then, And then Podbean sent us the 5,000 downloads. And we're like, whoa, like people are actually listening. Um, yeah, it's been a really fun way to just connect with people in a different way. Maybe they don't, maybe we haven't talked that much or maybe we have, but then to connect on an episode and then have them reach out has just been awesome. So, so thank, thank you. you Instagram fan for sending that super wonderful message. It definitely made our day. And I think it's a good lesson for all of us. Um, one of our core values at the gym is friendly. And I think a important aspect of being friendly is to radiate positivity and compliment without hesitation. And I feel like when I receive messages like this, it reminds me to reach out to one person or five people and say something really nice and make sure it's authentic and honest and genuine. But oftentimes we have really good thoughts and positive messages for people and we tend to not say them. So I feel like everybody right now or tomorrow, just think of something nice to say to somebody and just send it. And I bet you you'll make their day because this message made my day. Yeah. And uh, speaking of relatable, we, we've adjusted the height of our microphones tonight. And now I am, I'm like, feeling very nervous that you're going to hear every time I swallow or take a sip of water. <laughs> so I really apologize <laughs> if our mics are now too close to our mouths. We, we can edit like, the audio after, but like I've, I flicked two buttons. We did like eight sound checks. We got the mics like one inch from our nose. Up in our grill, yeah. But we want to make sure this one's loud and clear. So hopefully it's not um, blasting your, your car speakers. We're going to kick things off with an update i think this is our new segment oh brand new segment for the one-year anniversary oh yes here's the intro music <sighs> this segment is called zach's sparking water update <laughs> if anybody knows me i love the bubbly <laughs> uh fizzy water sparking water soda stream um this is a ridiculous segment but um, President's Choice came out with root beer, sparkling water, and it is friggin' delicious. Yes, it is quite good. It's it's kind of, yeah, it's taken sparkling water almost to like another level. Yeah, it's still root beer, sparkling water, so it's it's not Barks. Yeah. It's not Barks or Mug root beer, but... I think it's because it smells like root, like real root beer. It really, it enhances the taste. It's quite delicious. Yeah. And there's sure also, what are the other flavors that you want to make uh, pick up Well, I've today? tried the ginger ale and the ginger ale is also delicious. And 
there is cream soda and vanilla cherry. Um, but yeah, we always got bubbly or the aha. I'd like uh-huh. to know. Yeah. yeah. Whoever came up with, I think bubbly is Pepsi. And I feel like bubbly is, it's a good name and good marketing. The aha. I don't, I'm not, I'm not on board with that one. I, the, the, <laughs> flav- buy it, but the flavors are good. <laughs> yeah. The flavors are delicious. The lime watermelon is delicious. The, the name of it I struggle with because I don't know if it's aha or aha or AHA. We weren't sure what's going on there, but anyway, that's the end of the. And it has been quite the journey, right? You started, right. you were quite the pop drinker. Yes. We were going to go into that as well. So just, yeah, a quick update. You could rewind maybe eight years ago. Um, drank a lot of pop, way too much pop. Definitely in my university days. Switched to Coke Zero because I was super healthy then. Um, learned that that could be worse than the regular version. Aspartame has been linked to lots of bad stuff. So um, moved away from Coke Zero and started going on the Zevia. <laughs> um, and then Zevia moved to, yeah, sparkling water. And I drink a lot of regular water now and a lot of sparkling water now. And I just feel better all the time. I feel better in my workouts. I don't have headaches and everything's just a lot better when you're drinking more water. So hopefully that encourages you guys to drop the diet sodas and maybe go grab a sparkling water root beer. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe. I didn't love it the first time I tried it, but it's really grown on me and hopefully it'll grow on you too. Um, I'd like to take a minute to talk about daylight savings time and really my just overall dislike for it. it I didn't like it when I didn't have a child and I really don't like it now. I actually it is so disruptful. Yeah, I I won't lie. Before before having a kid, and people used to kind of complain about daylight savings time. I I honestly used to think it's just an hour. Well, I don't I don't get what you're complaining about. It's only an hour. It's not a big deal. And then since having a kid, now it's a big deal because now bedtimes and bedtime routines and wake up times are just all over the place these days. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting enough, too, I was talking to anybody who works night shifts. I hope somebody, did we, we sped up an hour this time? Yeah, we sped up an hour. So I think anybody working the night shift, you get like, you just get like a free hour. Is that, you know what I mean? You're like. It's two. No, it's three. Yes. <laughs> or I'm working through the night. When does it switch? At midnight? I, I don't know. know. But anyway, it'd be sweet to work. Well, it'd probably be sweet to never work a night shift. All you night shift workers, I have the utmost respect for you guys because I don't think I could do it. I'm sure I could do it. That's a lie. I have a growth mindset. I could learn to do it. I could learn to like it, I guess. Um, But you guys crushing it at night. I hope somebody was working a night shift with the daylight savings time and then you just got one less hour on your night. Um, But it would be bad on the other side. Yes. Imagine working through the night and you you work till 1 a.m. and they're like, actually, it's midnight again. (laughs) (laughs) Rewinding your shift a bit. That'd be tough to take. Um, All right. Back to business. Where are we at here? Yeah, I think uh, a big update for us this week. We have kind of two new additions at the gym. 
um, I finally had the courage to get a mom fit page going and get more into helping moms or moms to be, or even just women with pelvic floor symptoms um, on their journey and exercise, whether they are members at our gym or not. And I think I was part of a, the superwoman conference here in Brandon hosted by the Brandon chamber of commerce. And they had a wonderful keynote speaker, which I should have wrote down her name. And in her speech, she talked about how one of the things that really holds us back is that we don't feel like we're expert enough to, to help people that we never actually know enough to be the one that can help. And I think when I heard that, that was just really hit home because I'm not sure how many courses I would have had to take or when I would feel like I was, you know, ready to be able to help someone. But the fact of the matter is, is that I do have knowledge and more than that, I, I just want to help. So even if I don't have the answers, I know I can find them. So I'm kind of putting myself out there and I'm really excited to get to know um, some new ladies and hopefully help them on their journey with pregnancy and exercise and getting back at whatever they want to get at. Yeah, that's an interesting, I think, point or conversation we could have because I've always felt the same way. I think I've said on this podcast lots, I say it to people, I don't like to call myself expert. I usually say to people, yeah, I'm not actually the expert. And then talking with a marketing expert who I would consider a marketing expert, she said to me, you are the expert. You are the expert in this field, in your area, and you have to have the confidence to to be that person. Not like you're strutting around and arrogant about it, but um, I think we've tried to be humble and try to live our life with a lot of humility. And I think sometimes, would you agree, we almost take it too far to the point where we should be more confident with what we have. Yes, I agree. Yeah, so Jen is the female fitness expert or the mom fit expert. Um, I can say that for her. Um, She's developed a super sweet mom fit website page. Um, It's on our website now. If you guys want to check it out, go to rockedcommunityfitness.com and click on mom fit. You can also access it by clicking the link in our Instagram bio and then click on mom fit. Um, It's a super cool page that she has made to attract some female visitors and yeah, just get herself out there and help more moms or future moms or just females um, with their exercise plans. There's just some great info on her site. And the best part is you can book a free intro with Jen. Um, She went with a free 20 minute virtual chat. Just, I think that's, I think we've all gotten really good at zoom lately. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think just a virtual chat is just so easy to set up with people maybe they're at home with their kids or whatever, maybe they're out of town. So I think a, I agree a quick um, virtual chat is just so easy to set up. So that's why Jen has kind of set that up on the website. Um, you can book yourself in for your own free appointment and then she can kind of walk you through the steps to join our MomFit program that we have or she can get you going at home. She can do one-on-one consultations with you. Um, yeah, just to make sure that you're on the right track because after going through it with Jen, again, I wasn't pregnant, she was, but there's just, <laughs> there's just that. <laughs> so much 
there, there's just so much to learn and there's so much uncertainty. I know when Jen was pregnant, she was in Ottawa with a pelvic floor specialist mm-hmm. and just learned so much from her. And I know Jen's just very passionate to share it with more people. So um, anybody who is a mom, future mom, or just a female and just wants to get a good exercise plan that's safe for them, I just highly recommend, um, yeah, book that virtual chat with Jen and she will get you started. Um, yeah, what courses you've, what courses are you working on or completed? Maybe everyone should know that too. Yeah, so I finished the Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism 2.0, which is through Brianna Battles, um, who I really, I really look up to in this space. And then I'm currently working on the female athlete with Anthony Lowe. And he is known as the physio detective. And I'm really loving his work as well. Yeah, his videos are quite good. I kind of watch over her shoulder sometimes. We do physio, we do pelvic floor exercises together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jen was getting me to do some, some bracing techniques and they are good. Um, I think the second edition that we were talking about was Rocked Nutrition is Live. Um, we talked about this maybe a couple episodes ago. I have finished the HSN nutrition course, the HSN mentoring course. We have it integrated into our website as well. So again, if you guys click the link in our Instagram bio or go to our website, um, you should be able to click on Rocked Nutrition or book free intro. Um, But yeah, you can check out our page. uh, Sorry, you click on nutrition when you get to rockcommunityfitness.com and there's a bunch of book free intro buttons all through it. We're just trying to guide people again to book a free intro. you get a chance to chat with myself or our other nutrition coach, Kelsey Jordan. It's a free 30 minute chat just to help you get started. And we've been really trying to, to be honest, you know, we've been open for over eight years and I realized this a long, long, long time ago that we, we run a, we run a fitness facility where people work out and we just love it to death. There's so much positive benefits from exercise and community and squatting and moving well and lifting weights. It's really hard to watch people exercise a lot or exercise for years and just not reach their full potential. I realized this a long time ago. I don't know who came up with this quote, but it's kind of been all over the internet or Instagram, but you can't outwork a poor diet or you can't outtrain a bad diet. And I'm just so excited to finally get this program going because I feel like it's the missing puzzle in the missing piece in our puzzle of trying to help people. Um, Yeah. So again, guys, if you're confused, overwhelmed, lost when it comes to nutrition, head to our website or click the link in our Instagram bio, book your free intro. Let's get chatting. Just a guy over here trying to get, and a girl, Kelsey, we're just trying to get people to see the results they are working for. It's hard to see people work hard and not get the results they deserve. And nutrition is the base of that fitness pyramid, which is why we need to have a nutrition program and why a lot of people do very well um, with the accountability and the guidance from a nutrition coach. So we are very excited for those two programs. Yes, very exciting times. And if the COVID closures had a silver lining, it would be that we had some time to do some more education and think and kind of bring these programs to life. So super exciting. We even found some silver linings 
from two lockdowns. It was tough, but we, but we did it. So find the good. Um, I think our episode today is going to be an FAQs. So questions that we get asked a lot, um, or specific questions that people wrote in and asked, uh, we were thinking about, you know, what should we do? This is our one year episode and how can we make it? And the truth is it's, it's kind of just us and we're still just putting out information. So yeah, it's a very special episode and we got very special guests and the guests are you guys. These are questions we I've been hearing for years and years and also questions that were uh, submitted this week. Yeah. Submitted and DM to us and, um, yeah, just super common questions that we kind of want to dive into today. And we hope you guys enjoy this one year episode, this what are we at? Number 26? Yes. Okay. Question number one. So question number one, we'll start off with um, something fairly simple here. Do you ice or heat injuries? Good question. I want to approach this one delicately to not insult anyone's intelligence. Because icing injuries is so prevalent even in today's world that this could come as a bit of a shock to some people that ice does nothing and I remember reading and learning about this in 2013 it was eight years ago I remember when I first started the gym Kelly Starrett Google Kelly Starrett Kelly K-E-L-L-Y S-T-A-R-R-E-T-T. I hope I spelled that right. He is the the physio mobility rehab god in the CrossFit fitness space. And he was talking about this eight years ago. There's no science to back up icing injuries. It only slows down the healing. And it's also been said by doctors recently it it keeps coming up when you are kind of like head first in this space that we're in this health and fitness space we've seen it come up quite a bit just not everybody has received the info yet so um, I hope we can help you guys some some help some of you guys today Um, the reason we don't ice and again this is coming from the experts (laughs) I don't think I'm the expert in this field I can say that pretty confidently but when we have an injury, there's this, there's this idea that icing is going to reduce the swelling. And the problem with that is, is that our body, our bodies are smarter than us. Our bodies know how to heal. Our bodies send a ton of white blood cells and try to start healing that injury on its own. So our body has a system to heal the injury, which is what the swelling is. So if you're goal is to reduce the swelling, then you're actually slowing down your own internal healing process. The second bad part is that, so that's like the lymphatic system of like bringing the white blood cells and draining them. It also slows down blood flow. So it's like a double negative for healing injuries. And Kelly Stretta has talked about this lots. Um, if you follow Squat University on Instagram, he he had a post, I feel like fairly recently, like within the last month, ice is just not the way to go. Ice. The only thing ice does is dull the pain. 
So I, if you're trying to dull the pain, I suppose that's the way. Um, but I haven't iced anything in eight years since I've learned about that. I've heated lots. I've heated lots of joints to get blood moving and loosen up my neck or loosen up my back. So heat is awesome before a workout or after to, yeah, get moving. Um, ice is not the way to go. This one, this, this might be a tough one for, for people to swallow. Um, also, the guy who invented rice, R-I-C-E, can you help me out with it? Are we going, um. R-I-C is, I want to say like rest. Immobilize. Mob- immobilize, cold and elevate. You guys can you guys can help me out with rice. But anyway, the guy who invented rice, R-I-C-E, has retracted that. So even the guy who came up with it yeah. knows it's not true. And the fact that all this info is not out in the public is still a little bit mind-bottling, as Will Ferrell says in Blades of Glory. It's a little <laughs> bit mind-boggling. This should be common knowledge. We recently talked to a doctor, and what was his kind of line? Um... So, yeah, he just said that, you know, if people are suggesting ice for injuries, then they just are not up to date with current research. Um, so even like he just kind of said that's just not like if you if you look into it today, that's just not what is suggested. However, that's what's been done for years and years and years and years. And so, of course, there are many doctors and surgeons and yeah it's just so ingrained yes exactly it's been part of the system however looking at actual research it's just it hasn't it's just not supported anymore no basically we need to come up with a new acronym where heat compression and mobilizing has actually been shown to they were doing studies on like pitchers arms and recovery and no it was a sorry it was a it wasn't a pitcher it was a batter he took a fastball to the arm and it just basically locked up his arm because it was a hundred mile an hour fastball to the arm. And instead of doing the old way of kind of icing and resting, it was immediate like compression. So they would wrap it tight and they would get him moving his elbow and it basically hurt like hell. And he was back like, like a week ahead of schedule. Um, so well, I mean, if you've ever had a, like, I think a rolled ankle would be the most, like, I mean, I've had multiple in my volleyball career and, you know, if you roll an ankle and then you just stop and, and do nothing, it, it just, it, it just kind of seizes up. If you roll an ankle and are so desperate to play in the game because you usually ride the bench that you just keep playing as best as you can on your ankle, Um, like I was shocked that more moving around actually helped and I had less swelling and yeah, less. Of course, we're not suggesting if you're injured, you don't (laughs) keep keep playing. playing. That's not what we're suggesting. No. But movement is good. Um, and we're talking about pain free movement. Mm -hmm. So if someone has a back injury, the last thing I'm going to recommend is ice. But I am going to recommend moving. And moving could be like cat-cow. 
Moving could be bird dog. Moving could be just sitting in a squat. And we're looking for like, it, it. if we have an injury, there's going to be discomfort. Discomfort, I think, is different than like screeching pain or, yeah. So I've learned this from experience, guys, too. I've had multiple, multiple back injuries in hockey. And I've tried the sit-out method and do nothing and ice it. And the last time it happened... It was, I did the complete opposite and I was back so much quicker. It was ridiculous. Like half the time, basically touching my toes was painful. So I would just like touch my knees and stand up and touch my knees and stand up and touch my shins and stand up and deadlifting weight was too much. So I was basically deadlifting like markers, like basically again, just reaching for the floor and standing up deadlifting 15 pound kettlebell so people just get the wrong idea they're just on and off too much so if we have a back injury people think oh i gotta rest till i feel better i'm like no you you gotta move and 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 move and strengthen it back up till you kind of get back to where you were but we got to start you got to start from zero pounds move to one two five ten fifteen pounds you got to slowly build it back i i can just promise you icing and doing nothing is just killing your recovery um, I think we're good on that topic now. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. Um, so we had a question, I think, yeah, this week that was written in. A great listener question. This is a, a brain burner here. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta really nail this one. Would love to know what was the most satisfying challenge you guys have overcome in fitness and in your business. And I think, we're just going to take COVID right off the table. Yeah. I think that's the obvious answer. And I think if even the word COVID is mentioned even one more time, people might just turn this <laughs> podcast off. I think we've just had enough <laughs> of that. Um, so no COVID answers allowed. What was the most satisfying challenge you guys have overcome in fitness and in your business? So let's just start with Jen. What was the most satisfying challenge you have overcome in fitness this is a really tough yeah this was a tough question it's always tough when people say the most satisfying then i'm like netflix affecting this one's better this one's better yes which one was was the hardest um i can go first if you want okay you go first okay and this is not, is this the most satisfying challenge? I don't know because we might end this podcast and then I'm like, oh darn, I forgot about. Yeah. It's the one that comes to okay. mind. But overcoming fitness, I'm going to assume in the last eight years since I've started this business and started in my fitness journey. Um, the one that comes to mind, I would, I would say is um, when I first got into this, I was like, I was basically fresh out of university hockey. So I was always like a highly competitive athlete and then nothing. And that was a bit tough to handle. So when I first got into CrossFit, I was just basically, I was just like RX or die mentality. I was just, I was in it to compete. I was in it to, I was in it to win it, (laughs) (laughs) even though I didn't win anything. Um, so in 2013, I made regionals. I was fairly new to the sport, but I was coming out of university 
hockey. So I'll, like, I'd like to think I'm a fairly athletic guy. Um, I made regionals the first year. And I think I got a little bit, I don't like to say this about myself, but maybe just a little bit too comfortable. I think, I think that's a good word. I got a little bit too comfortable in the sport. So in my, in 2013, I finished, um, if I can remember correctly, who, uh, geez, 26th in Canada West. I'm just throwing that number out there. Someone could probably look that up. 26th in Canada West. You got to be top 48 to make it. So I'm like a rookie 26th. I'm like middle of the pack. I think I went to regionals, got 21st. I was like pretty psyched with my first season in the sport. I got very comfortable. The next year I finished 94th. No, sorry. I was 94th in the open after three events. Like I was so far out of it. It was ridiculous. Um, you had to be top 40, right? Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Top 40. Yeah. yeah. I actually wrote 94 on my favorite pair of running shoes. I wrote 94 on my toes so that every time I bent over and looked down to take a rest break, I saw how shitty it felt to be so far out of it. Um, it was like a super good motivator for the rest of the season because I just started to pick it up. Um, the next event I did quite well. The next event I did quite well and I bought myself all the way up to 54th. And luckily that year enough people dropped out or went team that I got an invite. So I think like six people or so had to drop out or 12. I can't remember the numbers exactly. I got an invite and I just thought never again. If I want to compete, I, I gotta I can't coast, I can't get too comfortable. And those ninety-four shoes kept me going for quite a while the next season. And all of a sudden in the next season, so now I've been to regionals 2013, 2014, and I want to do better in 2015. I was back on track. They announced in 2015 they're they're shaking things up. There's no more Canada West. There's just West. So now Canada West region is combining with the Northwest region of the United States. So now we've got a Canada America regionals just called West. It was kind of called, it was deemed super regionals at the time. And I worked really hard that year. I worked really, really hard. Um, it was a stressful time to be honest. It was stressful as an athlete, like emotionally, I think even my friends could see it the stress and the business I think even could feel it too. So it's not like I'm proud of this year as far as like business reasons, but, um, that year I kind of came back from a little bit of a tough year as far as competing. Um, I know people kind of counted me out that year. I had a conversation with somebody and their words were, Oh, like you're, you're still competing. And I said, Oh yeah. Like, I, I plan on competing the open and making to regionals and the actual words were, well, there's no way you can make it this year. Like it's down, it's down to top 20 now, top 20 and only the West. So they used to go top 40 Canada West. Now we're going top 20 and now we've got all these athletes from the United States. So basically I think it, the, the, the difficulty level like basically quadrupled. Yes. Would you agree with that? Yes, I yeah. would agree. And 
yeah, that year just the stars aligned and I, I think I finished 17th that year in the West region. I was just so proud to kind of redeem myself the year before. And yeah, I got to kind of compete in this, the first ever super regionals. Um, it was kind of like a, a much bigger deal. We were in like the, was it called the Thunderdome or the, like <laughs> the Tacoma Dome? Tacoma Dome, yeah. Tacoma Dome. Thunderdome sounded cooler. <laughs> um, but anyway, that was probably the highlight of my short-lived CrossFit career. But that was, um, that was a lot of fun for me that year. Oh, brings back memories. Um, I think for me, it's interesting because when I, when I think about challenges to overcome, um, I don't know that this one was most satisfying, so I have another one, but this is just a quick little real life story that my third year of university volleyball. So now finally in my third year, you know, you're kind of thinking like, I, I might be able to get to play this year. Like this is, I'm not a rookie anymore. I've, you know, the, a couple of people have graduated. I was, I was pretty excited to go back. And, um, my first day of practice in my third year of university volleyball, I got cut. It was absolutely brutal. And when I think of challenges, I just, yeah, I had never really been cut before. Um, especially not on the first day of practice, which was completely not tactful is that a word uh inappropriate may or may not hold a grudge um but yes it was inappropriate anyways it was yeah it was a it was a really tough time and I mean fast forward maybe a year and I found CrossFit and it all worked out but that was a a very very serious challenge however not that CrossFit isn't satisfying and it's it put me on a new path Um, I think the real answer to this question for me has to be uh, after I had PACS, um, yeah, I had no idea the, just the state that my body would be in and how I would feel and how long it would take to get back to competing at a a fairly intense level or not competing even, just working out at an intense level. And it was quite the challenge. And I have to say that out of everything I've ever done, that was the most satisfying challenge. Um, Yeah, I'm super proud of you. That was, (laughs) Jen is very, very competitive. Um, If you know Jen, then you already know that. If you don't know Jen is competitive, you don't know Jen. (laughs) She's competitive in board games. And just about everything. <laughs> so Jen is Jen is very competitive. I think it's it's a positive trait. But when Jen when Jen was pregnant with Paxton, I mean we battled for 2 years to have a baby. Um it was just she didn't give up her exercise, but like being a mom which just was instantly number 1. And then after having Paxton, it was a very 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 long and slow journey for Jen to get back to old Jen. I think we both thought it could happen in six months or less. And yeah. realistically it was like 15. a year and six months, Yeah, you know, instead of half a year, it was a year and a half. And Jen, I mean, I could see it. I could feel it. Like just Jen wanted to turn it on and, and just be old Jen sometimes. And then she'd have to remind herself like, 
it's just not where I'm at right now. And I just think there was a lot of, for you, this is just me from the outsider battling through workouts and battling, battling through modifications and just like, just knowing you're kind of giving your best, but it's just not where it used to be. And I think for, um, anybody going through an injury, it's kind of tough, but for a female to give birth to a child, it's like a totally not another level because after seeing it, um, I have like, I had a lot of respect for, for the ladies before (laughs) and the moms out there, but, um, it's definitely doubled, tripled, quadrupled. Um, because now when I see moms and I just, you just don't realize what they have to go through. So I think Jen getting back to, I mean, Paxson's almost two. So if we're being realistic, it's like now, like it's, it's almost two years of getting like, I think all the way back. Would you agree with that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Very satisfying. Okay. Moving on to business. Yeah, that was a good one. I had one really good thing to add and I'm blanking on it. So I'm going to, I'll keep talking and maybe, okay, here we go. Yes, I nailed it. Um, thank you, brain. <laughs> when Jen was on her return back, return. because Jen was, you know, you're pregnant for almost a year yeah, and like on your way back for a year and a half. So there's like a two and a half year stretch where members don't know old Jen. They only know pregnant Jen or recently had a baby Jen. And I remember one day someone said like, oh, like, like Jen's good. And I'm like, yeah, you have no idea. <laughs> Like they just know slow Jen. They just know Jen like doing step ups and like modified burpees. And I remember someone saying like, oh, like, like Jen's actually good. And I, they meant it as a compliment, but I'm like, yeah, like, like really good. You just, you got to wait a bit. But if people don't know, like in 2014, Jen missed the games by like five spots. Like there was a few years there where Jen was in the mix to go to the CrossFit games that was a few years ago, but nonetheless, um, she will make a she will make an attempt one of these years yes. in a master's division. <laughs> there is a comeback coming. There's a comeback coming. We just don't we know just, what year yet. Embryo, we have an embryo transfer before that. So. Yeah, TBD. But <laughs> but stay tuned. Jen can still bring the heat. Um, okay, this is such a good question. This is just really good. I guess we're. Uh, eating up most of the episode here, but it's good. Um, so if we go now into uh, the most satisfying challenge you guys have overcome in your business. And so many come to mind, but I just have to go with this one because I think it's a good story. Um, Jen and I started dating in December. 2014. Yeah, is that right? I think so. Okay. And Jen and I, Jen was living in Winnipeg and Zach was living in Brandon. Zach was running CrossFit Rocked and Jen was working for Manitoba Hydro. Yeah. In the Power Smart In the Power Smart division. (laughs) I never got your official title. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But basically Zach is running, um, jokingly here, but this rinky dinky (laughs) operation, you know, he's living in his parents' basement. He's trying to pay bills. And he doesn't even have bills. <laughs> um, honestly, I, I mean, I, I was talking to guys about, I was thinking about going back to school. Um, I was thinking about going like trying to um, apply for, uh, to Brandon police. Um, things were 
good at the business, I suppose. Like it just, um, yeah, just, just struggling through some, through some tough times. And Jen and I started dating long distance and a long distance relationship. If anybody knows or doesn't know, or has been in one long distance relationships are tough. Even if you're only two hours away, you're two adults, full-time job, um, both full-time jobs. And yeah, it's just tough. Um, but anyway, Zach's again, just a joke, but running his own business, rinky dinky operation, <laughs> living in his parents' basement. And Jen has a very good corporate job. Is that a good way to describe it? Yeah. yeah. I would say very good because you get holidays, number one, <laughs> and um, a real salary, number two. Yeah. Some benefits. And benefits. Yeah. <laughs> yes. If Zach loses his teeth, it's coming out of his pocket. Um, yeah. So we, we kind of met through, through CrossFit and competing and, and we started dating and we dated for two years. And again, if you can talk to some of my good friends and they can walk you through it too, but it was a tough time for me. It was a tough time on our relationship. It was a, even though we, we loved each other and we, we knew, I think we knew we were destined to be together, but it was just really tough to sort through. Am I moving to Winnipeg? Is Jen moving to Brandon? How could Jen quit her very good job at Manitoba Hydro and move to Brandon for zero dollars an hour and and start living in Zach's parents' basement. Like it, it was just a hard time to sort out. Um, and after two years of dating, um, I think there was even a time where we, we took, I think we took two weeks off. We kind of had a two week break. Um, we needed to sort through our feelings of not seeing each other every weekend and things like that. And our little break lasted two weeks and realized, okay, this isn't working. And, um, yeah, Jen agreed to, I mean, I just, I loved, I just, I, I knew the gym was a good thing. I knew we had a good thing going. Jen, um, Jen knew I loved the gym. I loved the gym. And I just said, you know what, Jen, like I, I think we can make it work. And Jen kind of just put her trust in me and put her trust in our gym and the friends that she was making there and the people. And Jen quit a very, very good job. I think a very good job and a very good paying job to move to Brandon kind of on a limb, right? A hope and a dream. Um, that was in, that was September 1st, 2016. Am I good on the math there? Um, I think so. Like when I actually moved? Yeah. It was August 26th. August 26th, 2016. Correct. I also, I proposed August 25th, right? Yes. The day before Jen moved to Brandon, I proposed... So she knew this thing was legit. <laughs> um, also, yeah, because I I'd loved her. I already moved my things, just so everyone knows. Um, at that time, I also moved out of my parents' basement. I started to save up money and f- get things going again. Um, so in that two years, um, I bought a house. I was also living in the basement of my own house and renting the upstairs because I couldn't afford the whole house. So a lot of struggles going on. But Jen moves to Brandon, and now... Um, I had some help along the way. I always had some amazing friends and, and part-time coaches who would chip in just so I think I could keep this boat afloat. But um, now I have a real life partner and also a business partner who now we live together and live in the same city. And the moment Jen moved to Brandon, the gym took off. Um, we were in a 2,500 square foot space. Three months after Jen moved to Brandon, we knocked the wall down. We doubled our space to 5,000 and it was just like a rocket ship. Um, it was the catalyst to our business because um, we're now 
four years later and we've doubled our space again and our community is stronger than ever. So um, if anybody loves our gym or kind of wants to know when did the tides turn, it was the day Jen moved to Brandon. So. Well, that is very sweet, but it, I think, was built on a very sturdy foundation by you. And to Zach's credit, I don't know many business owners that would just, I mean, I know you loved me, but you literally just split your business 50-50, just immediately, zero questions asked, just, and it wasn't even my idea, it was his idea. So it, yeah, thank you. Yeah, that was a good story. I hope you guys enjoyed that one. Yeah. What's the most satisfying challenge you have overcome in business? (laughs) That's a tough one to top. Yeah, I don't think I could top that one. Okay. You want to move on to the next question? Yeah. Thank you, guys. Um, and thank you to that cool dude who sent in that question. Yeah. Where do we even go from there? I feel like that was... That should have been the ending yeah. of the podcast. <laughs> that should be the ending. We've been <laughs> talking for quite a while. You want to wind these, her down? Yeah. None of these questions matter. Well, not that they don't matter, but compared to those ones. Okay. Let's do... We'll get to these ones on another day. Yeah. We're going to come back at you guys with part two of the FAQs on the next episode. Um, I think that's a good spot to leave it today. Um, Again, guys, can't thank you enough for listening to this. It's kind of like, I think podcasting has kind of been this cool new hobby of ours. It's kind of a creative outlet. Um, It's like you get to peer into our lives a bit or like read our, read our diaries of kind of what's (laughs) really going on in our lives. Um, So yeah, this year has been really fun. Um, I also think it's been a crazy ass year. I'm not even going to say the the C word. Not even going to say it. Nope. But I think talking to you guys, it's weird when you're on this side of the mic. We don't see you, but right now you're hearing my voice <laughs> in your headphones or in your car. Um, and it's it's very it's very cool that we get to do this and. We just can't thank you guys enough for um, for tuning in, the support, the messages. I think it just, it, it breathes life into this podcast organism. It's it's just, it's weird, but it, it really breathes life into what we're doing. Um, so yeah, please just keep keep tuning in, keep sharing our stuff so we can, you know, get more listeners maybe. Keep sending in questions, yeah. we love them. Yeah, rate us. Um, give us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts, and let's just keep this train a rolling. <laughs> Love it. Um, thanks again, guys. That's the that's the end of episode twenty six, and we are heading into year two of the Stronger, Healthier, Happier podcast. And I think it's going to be an even better year. Awesome. Thanks, guys. See you soon. Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode. We really appreciate your support and hope to have you back again soon. We'd like to thank our sponsors, Ted Good Music and the band Heat, for allowing us to use their music. Until next time, let's keep rewriting our story and redefining who we are. Tell me what you want, and I give you what you need.